Assalamu alaikum everyone and peace be upon you all. Welcome to this new episode of You Only Live Twice. We're here again with Dr. Raymond and Jessica and we have some serious and really important issues to discuss with you today starting with the Buffalo shooting. Um, I know that's something that has hit a lot of people's hearts as it, as it should. This is such a serious issue and something that's on the increase, you know, on the rise in our society and definitely something that we need to address and like, you know, and, and look at the layers to this. So I want to start off by asking you guys, you know, what your experience was listening to the news of this and what do you got? How are you guys feeling about this? So uh, my first thoughts are, you know, a big thing is, you know, mental health, you know, what happened to the shooter to think and really, you know, accumulate this hate. That's always my question for any shooter that goes into a church to shoot, into a school to shoot, the shooter itself, there's something that lack of, and I always, I always think the bottom of it is the human touch, the yeah. human yet reality, the communication, what has been missing in their lives that made them to hate or get to that point because no one's born with hate. No right. one's born, no baby wakes up or, or, or says they hate their mother. It is accumulation of multiple things that's happened in our lives or, like I said, lack of human touch, lack right. of, you know, communicating with someone of how they are feeling and, and something that mental health gets involved a lot that needs yeah. to be involved. And, you know, I, I hear you on this mental health issue, but you know what's interesting when you mention that? I, I was like, yeah, mental health is such a, a, an important issue and I think it's contributing. It has a factor to play, but I... The one of the first things I thought was like, man, if a Muslim did it, <laughs> if a black person did it, right? If a Arab completely sane, completely sane, they would never say that person had mental health issues. That person would be called a terrorist. I do get why you you saying you're right. You're absolutely right in that claim, and you're it is a mental health issue, right? And it is also a hate issue. So as these are the two kind of issues I really want us to talk about today: the mental health factor, but also the hate towards yeah. targeted, targeted communities, because it's not one without the other, right? It's, yeah. it's both. Yeah. So, uh, Raymond, what are your thoughts? Uh, <clears throat> just alhamdulillah, I always like listening to you because I always have a thousand thoughts, you know, based on the <laughs> things that you're sharing. And w whenever you talk, so many ayat come to my mind. SubhanAllah. Right? When you talked about mental health, I immediately thought, in their hearts is a disease. SubhanAllah. Right? That this is a mental health issue and that the disease, and Allah knows best what he refers to in his revelation, but this is a disease in these people's hearts. Truly, truly, it's corrupted their spirit, it's corrupted their minds, it's corrupted their mental health. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's a lack of it's a lack of humanity. It's a lack of uh, compassion. And so, you know, I know that just you have mentioned this before and I will lead up to this, just the whole idea of us like being able to see each other's humanity. Yeah. And interacting with each other. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I'll try to go through this quickly, but in watching the news stories, the CNN newscasters, they interviewed a man who maybe he's homeless and he would spend time at that grocery store and he would buy something to drink and sit outside and just chat with the people as they came and went. And he described that the shooter had on a genius shirt. 
the day before. And so he started to talk to him. He said, I wanted to see if he was a genius. You know, people are peculiar like that. And so he struck up a conversation with this man for more than an hour, even bought him something to drink while they talked. And they talked about all kinds of existential issues and scientific issues and political and societal issues. And so how do you talk to a black man for an hour and a half mm -hmm. who treats you so hospitably and buys you something to drink and listens to what you have to say and then come back in the morning and then kill those people? Yeah. Right. Something has to be wrong with your heart. Something has to be wrong with you mentally and spiritually altogether. And, and as Muslims, we need to we need to recognize that the fact that people are in the world like this who have this disease in their heart is real and they hate us and they want us dead and they're going to target us. And it is becoming socially more acceptable, even though there's this outcry. Mm -hmm. It is becoming socially more acceptable to target us as African-Americans, as Latinos, as Arabs, as Asians, as Muslims altogether. This threat is very real. This is not in our imaginations. Yeah. yeah. No, it's definitely real. And you're hearing it from all different corners, right? You, I mean, I, I hear it from... Um, Asians were saying that they're scared to walk around in certain places. I, I had an Uber driver actually the other day, and he he had this um, glass uh, uh, barrier put mm -hmm. into his car, and I thought it was because of COVID. And he said, no, it's not because mm -hmm. of COVID. It's be to protect myself. At least I have uh, like a second head start to get out of the car. If that person's trying to attack me, I'll hear it or breaking through the glass or something like that. So he went to the extent of putting this barrier because he feels like as an Asian man that he would be targeted. So hatred is is you know racism, hatred, hating somebody because the color of their skin, because of their religion, because of their ethnic background, is a disease of the heart. And I'm really happy that you know you, you brought it back to the Quran, um, Raymond, because we know in the Quran, you know of several ayat where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us not to even mock other people, right? And, um, and to that we created you in, tri in different tribes so that you could mm -hmm. learn, right? I'm paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. okay. You can learn from one mm -hmm. another. That there is this constant message of inclusivity and, 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 you know, if you kill one person, it's like you killed the entire mm -hmm. humanity. And right. so mental health is, is, is a real thing. But there's also this hatred breeding in the world that's being promoted. And I and I want to bring you back, Raymond, to uh, something you said uh, earlier um, today, not not while we're filming, but before we were filming, you were mentioning to us that um, that this professor did an analyzation oh, yes. of, of um, this shooter, the Buffalo shooter, mm -hmm. um, compa uh, co comparing him in, to the New Zealand shooter. Yes. And right. she and ran his what did she? Yeah elaborate on that because i think that's really important uh, you know it speaks to the the rise of this issue and how it's being replicated correct so this was in <clears throat> so to give jess her credit again i feel like everything i have to say is a pivot <laughs> from what jesse brought up <laughs> right? just you know in our in our lead up jess had talked about just the the happening the shooting in new zealand yeah. um and you know i had also prepared just in a few minutes before we started um, there was a professor being interviewed by Anderson Cooper on, on uh, CNN, and her name is uh, Professor Baloo. 
and she ran the manifesto of the um, Buffalo shooter mm -hmm. through her plagiarism software compared to the manifesto of the shooter in New Zealand. The Buffalo shooter uh, targeted African-Americans and the New Zealand shooter targeted Muslims. But what she found was that there were substantial portions of the New Zealand shooter's manifesto that were directly lifted and placed into the manifesto of the Buffalo, Buffalo shooter. Copy and paste, yeah. There's so much symmetry and similarity in the thought mm -hmm. in people who have this kind of hate in yeah. them. Is it that he was copying him or is that he naturally had these thoughts that were different? They run no, in the I same mean, circles. Oh, they, they, they run, they run, in, run in the They run in the same circles. So I would imagine that lots of it were probably very directly lifted and put in there. I agree with this. I agree with that, right? Like these things, you know, when you look at the news stories now, they're going to looking at Anderson Cooper. I'm not Anderson Cooper, Tucker Carlson. Uh -huh. Looking at Tucker Carlson because he is one of the most famous kind of media personalities who he he literally used the word replacement theory, right? Like he believes in this. He thinks it's real. Um, and so like you you read a line from the manifesto of mm -hmm. the Buffalo shooter and then they play just clips, excerpts of mm -hmm. Tucker Carlson's show. And and again, this is as as Muslims, as people of color, we cannot be blind to the reality that there is an ideology. It's not like politicians who just fight with each other and then they go home and drink wine and have big houses, yeah. right? The they hate each other and then they go home and be civil, right? But the people that they communicate with and communicate these messages to and share these ideologies with, these people. A politician is not going to shoot anybody because they want to get reelected. Of course. The people that are going to the into the masjid, that are going into the churches, that are going into the synagogues, they, they're not getting reelected. They're doing this. And, and just again, I feel like your show today, this is your show. Everything I have to say is about what you said. The fact that they're streaming this stuff. Yeah. They're streaming it because it's it's not publicity. And these people are going to get arrested, go to prison. Yeah. I would say get killed, but they're not black, so they're going to survive. Yeah. Right? But it's so that other people can see what's possible. To, to, for, that, to encourage other people like them, right? They get away with it. I, like yeah. that's why I said mm -hmm. social media in, in my other episodes that we've spoken, social media is the key to all evil and honestly that gives another person <laughs> this is a very very intense statement jessica <laughs> i believe it's a lot of evil doing look there's new zealand he went live the shooter went live was he live i forgot he was yep. live when he, yep. he was live the mosque yeah. and the church this morning the church um the guy who the shooter for the church in california he was live like this is like really all of these shooters are live on social media presenting themselves of what they're about to do and how much hate they have in their heart towards a certain community the bigotry is real and you know but i also think that i agree with you and i think not that 
social media is entirely all evil, but uh, that that there that well, yeah, social yeah. media when it comes can to be used right for 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 evil and correct. Um, but and that there's this there's whether that there is this um you know it's being utilized to encourage other people. It's fast tweeting to connect mm -hmm. to other like-minded or evil-minded yes. people. But I also yeah. think it's also the because of the the technological world we live in and you know this world of visuals and we're like even the news right it i don't think it, it glorifies the the these these abusers or these terrorists right which that's what they are whether if they're even though they're white right like dare mm -hmm. i say <laughs> um huh they're terrorizing people exactly yeah. right terrorism being a terror uh, terrorism is is instilling fear in in the hearts of other people right whatever yep. so anyways so what i feel though is whether you know it's murders it's abusers it's they're the ones that get the shows yeah. they're the ones that get the documentaries they're the ones that get the yep. the talk about them they're the ones that their names get and if yep. you're mentally ill and you are or yep. you're doing this to get to get superior, these people obviously have huge egos, right? They, they're not, it's it's about hatred, but it's also, right. right, they're trying to get something bad. You're telling me that they don't thrive off of that? Right. Oh, my name is going to be all over. I'm going to get a documentary written about me. I'm going to, you know? Yep. And me goosebumps, Marwa, you just saying that. And we're I, all going to watch it. Like that. What'd you say? What? I, I never thought of something like that. Yeah, yep. I mean, it's something, I mean, look at all, I feel like in the last month, the most popular shows that people are talking about are crime shows. Yeah. Are crime shows about people who killed or did crime. And now there's a show about them, you know? And it's like, and a lot of times, you know what gets lost? The names of the victims. Yeah. Wow. Everybody remembers the name of Ted Bundy, right? Yeah. But name one of his victims. can recall the names of the women he killed. Yep. Yeah. yep. Yeah. Wow. SubhanAllah, you're yeah. right. So yep. it's it's definitely not just social media. It's this world we live in of entertainment and Enter and and trying to get whatever sorry yeah whatever story you know out there to get more likes and to get more you know just even like the Amber her trial like I mean people are commodity um, um I'm sure like monetizing on that to get yeah. viewers. They're making okay. like they're making um, memes and making videos imitating her and like everything is about. Clicks and and, yeah. and likes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's That's all right. about money now in entertainment and more than ever. Yeah. That's right. Raymond, what were you going to say? No, listen, I think that it's also important to understand that you mentioned Ted Bundy. These are white victims, right, for the most part. Of right, Ted. Yeah. yeah. So what does it mean then when the victims are minorities? Black, <laughs> well, you know, if Asian, the white victims Muslim, are forgotten. <laughs> Forget it. We're definitely Forget it. here. Yeah. Forget it. And and these are the people, these are the people that we as Muslims, because of because of our own societal insecurities, we're we're bending over backwards trying to make a people happy who a substantial portion of them hate us and will never be satisfied with us and will never be pleased with us. And there's no amount of uh, of our sacrificing that. Will ever make them pleased with us? I, you know, this is my debate with my my wife's uncle, right, mm -hmm. about the niqab. Where his opinion is, women should Muslim women should not wear niqab. Mm -hmm. 
right? Because it brings unnecessary, unwanted attention and it's dangerous. And if he could have it his way, women wouldn't even wear hijab. They wouldn't look like Muslims in the street. Why? Because uh, people are going to target our women. And what, what he doesn't understand, we're just trying to explain to him, mm -hmm. that their problem with you isn't just a niqab. Like you're a Muslim and you wear a niqab, you take the niqab off, they go, okay, fine, and go about their business. They hate that you are a Muslim, yeah. right? This is the same thing for black people, right? We're black. There's no amount of disavowing your blackness or, or integrating into white society. Mm -hmm. Kanye said it best, right? Even if you're mm -hmm. in the bands, you're still a nigga in the coop. We have to understand this, mm. especially as people of color and especially as Muslims. This threat yeah. is very real. Mm -hmm. This yeah. threat is very, very real. And it's not as far removed from us as we believe. We, we are unsafe in so many different ways, mm -hmm. societally. And yeah. we're afraid to defend ourselves because we will be called aggressors. Could you imagine that in any of these states where they have open carry, you can just walk around with a gun, right? Mm -hmm. How would the Muslims be received in mass to just walk around like how we see white truckers in McDonald's with a rifle on them ordering a burger? Can, if you found a Muslim doing the same thing, what would be the societal pressure for us to stop doing that? And wouldn't we cave into that? They Making wouldn't even us, start doing it. Yes. <laughs> and now we've made them happy. And now yeah. we're now we're at, at, right. at risk. Every everybody has the right to defend themselves except minorities. That's right. Um, this concept of, you know, inferiority complex, I think what we're highlighting here, right? Mm -hmm. Is that for so many years, you know, when you're the minority, you subconsciously you're subconsciously internalized for a lot of people that that you know the majority race is better mm -hmm. right is higher value and whatnot right you don't and i think that's what's happening to a lot of muslims is this internalized inferiority complex where they're trying to water down their faith to please the majority right yeah. um and it's it's really sad because we know this right from the quran and from our faith that you know, there's there's a saying, I believe it's hadith, but correct me if I'm wrong, but basically we're taught that if you seek to please Allah and in doing so, no, let's start with the opposite. If you seek to to displease Allah and in, no, hold on. And if to you, please the people. You're right, you're right, you you're right. To, you're right. I'm going to get this right, guys. If you seek to please, <laughs> please the, people. the people and in doing so you displease please Allah, Allah, your creator, Allah will be displeased and he will make the people displeased. And yeah. if you seek to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your creator, the one who made you, and in doing so, you displease the people, Allah is pleased with you and he makes the people pleased with you. And I hear this so often, you know, sometimes, you know, I've, I've heard people tell me like, um, you know, I, I've, you know, someone said one time when they were in, when they were in a bad crowd and they weren't practicing that they would, they would, you know, try to fit in and do the things that, you know, their, their crew were doing to fit in. And they would get questions like, Bro, why are you doing that? Aren't you Muslim? Yeah. Yeah. And he'd feel so like, you know, oh my God, like I'm trying to fit in. And in the end, they lose respect for me. That's all yeah. that's the truth of what we're taught, right? Is that 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 the people are not who we should put on pedestals. And I and I fear that what's happening is this like extreme reaction now in the Muslim community where we're trying to gain so much acceptance from people who 
have placed us at a lesser value already, right? And as you said, already have that disease in the heart. I know there's a lot of people that that are for inclusivity and are trying to, um, you know, uh, you know, address Islamophobia. But there's a lot of hatred out there, and I don't think we realize that you cannot, you, no matter you, you can't abandon your values to please someone who hates you. You yeah. can't. It's not going to work. Yeah. And like you said, like you get the whole water down religions, right? And then yeah. when we're in between our circles at the mosque or with our friends, stop mm-hmm. being so religious. Stop. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you're doing that. Oh, you're 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 fasting today on a Monday. And they're like, why are you being so religious? When, like you said, we're trying to please our creator. We're not pleasing our the creation here now these days. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, now and more and more, we're we're going into that situation that the creation wants to be pleasing their own creation. We're not right. looking please our creator and fortunately you know there goes the hijab off you know you have friends you have other places you know people come here to america and they say no don't put your hijab on you should take it off you don't want to be targeted Mm -hmm. you've not been here in this very long you don't speak english you only speak arabic you should take your hijab off and i've had you know sisters or friends that have family members that have come over here and They've taken even their niqab off and things like that because of the fact that they do not want to be targeted, which is not, which is true. Yes, they do get targeted, but it is what it is, right? Where where are the Muslim men to defend the Muslim women? Yeah, where are the Muslim men? In, in, in the first place, there, there was, I was in, I was in 7-Eleven the other day and I walked in there. And I'm like daydreaming, not really paying attention. There's a guy, he's being mean to the sisters. There's the woman, Muslim woman who is the cashier. And he's like being a little bit of a jerk. And so, you know, I'm listening to him like, oh, you know, I'm not going to buy that. You were being rude to me. And so I'm just going to buy this one thing. I'm going to leave because, you know, you're not treating me right. And he was saying all these things. But that was it. And he started to escalate and escalate to the point where there was another person who came out from behind. But he was very far away from the guy. And he's yelling at the guy to leave the woman alone, and he's not listening. So then I jumped in, and because I'm behind the guy. I'm not far away. I'm behind mm-hmm. the guy. And so I jumped in, and I tapped him, and I said, listen, you got to go. Like, it's time mm-hmm. for you to roll out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you know, he's kind of, you know, his mind wasn't really right. And I explained it to the guy. He's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I said, that's my sister. Mm. Yes, subhanAllah. You know, that's my sister. And he walked and he walked out of the store. Yeah. We don't defend, we don't defend each other. We don't protect our women. We don't protect our even just the image of our deen, our community reminds me of the, you know, we're talking about a shooting in a black community. There were shootings in New York in a Muslim community. And these were opportunities for us to rally around each other. Hmm. And we didn't. Hmm. We didn't. We made the uh the post probably got 10,000 likes on Instagram when, when Omar Suleiman posted make dua for the community in Queens. Like, I'm sure we did all of that. But if I was to go to the masjid down the block and say, let's, I'm working with this masjid on safety issues, let's all work together. They'd be like, no, well, I want to work because I had it said to me, well, I want to work with you separately. Is that okay? I don't want to work all three of us together. Yeah. The issue of connection, right? Like, I think there's this illusion that we're all connected on online and we're all like unified on on supporting a post or whatever. But 
on the ground, I think there's so much missing. And on the ground is where we really lose people. We lose yeah. people's hearts and we lose people's, uh, we lose the opportunity to make people feel seen and heard. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, like that's what, you know, people are looking for. And, you know, especially when crisis happens, people are looking for that sense of community. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate that, you know, there's so much ego and there's so much, like we place so much block, you know, blocks between us and, you know, coming together, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, there's like so much discuss here. And then of course there's the mental health component to all of this, you know, of, you know, how, you know, how the stigma on mental health, um, you know, the education about also medications and, and are people properly educated about medication? Um, you know, obviously we don't want to just give, we don't want to give the excuse that this was just a mental health issue. No, there's, yeah. we address the hatred. We address that, that that's a, um, chemical you know, people, hmm? chemical imbalances. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just mental, either it's meant, either there's a stigma of mental health and it's not being addressed. Either people are medicating, you know, also drugs, you know, alongside psychiatric <laughs> medication. There's so many factors that play a role. And, you know, it just, there is a lot that's going on in the world. And my concern is for the people who are just, you know, for a, for just all the hearts that are absorbing all this negativity on a day-to-day basis. And I really want us to, you know, uh, talk about this before we we wrap up, which is how can people take care of their own mental health and their own yeah. um, minds and hearts being inundated with so much negativity on a daily basis, um, whether it's the Buffalo shooting one day or, you know, the Palestinian journalist that that yeah. that got um, shot. Right. You know, and um, and, you know, died tragically like, you know, this. You, you know, and it, all these things that people are the injustice, the, uh, the oppression of um israel towards palestine right and the oppression of people here and just so much oppression so much injustice so much that people are absorbing on a day-to-day basis and we don't really talk enough about how can people take care of their hearts while being yeah. while absorbing all of this so what do you guys have to say about that so one thing like i said from the beginning um the lack of human touch the lack of probably social socialization because i think if you've seen studies um, a lot of people who has done, you know, these terroristic acts and stuff, they lack of socialism. They do not socialize with people. They do not in touch with humankind. They have not been touched by kind people. Mm-hmm. So the fact of the matter is, I think we're living in a society that we lack of in touch, human touch to make people yeah. understand that's good, that's bad mm-hmm. guidance. You know, people are being raised sometimes without guidance and, you know, things get instilled in their hearts because it comes from a different um, avenue that is it is not good. Right. Mm -hmm. Alhamdulillah, people get guided into Islam. Alhamdulillah, people, you know, learn about, you know, the Rahmah that Allah has for us um, and that we need to keep going no matter what happens to us in life. And we need to stay stern and understand where we're at, that this is only a temporary life. That yeah. this punya is very short compared to our akhara. So because of our akhara being so long, people... The year I, after, yeah. I, I think, yeah, the, the afterlife, I think people get lost in that jits of not understanding and take things literal in this, in, this, in this life, in this environment that we're living, right? They take literal of people and I think hate grows from there. And I think that disease actually grows and gets fed more 
So that that's let's say that's from a perspective, a point of view, a, a mu'min, a believer. Mm-hmm. From a non-believer, you know, I I personally I do have fears of you know something happening like that. It's scary walking in that you're gonna have let's say a drink with someone, a coffee or tea with someone, and the next day they're coming in shooting in that coffee shop. You know that that's for me. It's 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 super super scary. You know, because I know Marwa asked the question, what is the feelings that we have? Yes. We, I could walk into a Walmart and maybe a shooter just comes in and feels like shooting everyone because he woke up on the wrong side of bed. Or he had all this accumulation of hatred or bigotry towards humanity itself. Let's say not, let's not talk about Latinos. Let's not talk about being Muslim. Let's in general, that's just bigotry itself, like in humanity. Yeah. You know, and maybe I'm derailing a little bit of, from the topic, but, you know, I'm very passionate. You know, I, I get it. Yeah. It well, I think, I, think what you're, I think what you're saying, you're highlighting is that these two very important points, which is people need support and people, yeah. we need to feel like we're in communities. We need to feel like we're connecting with one another. And also uh, a really beautiful um, reminder that this world is not our o- only destination. Right? It's yeah. not our destination. We Everything we you only live twice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, wow, we, we live for this moment, right? <laughs> like saying, wow. Um, but yeah, like you know, that 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 this is essentially like what we're here to do, also is that you know, just to that there is a lot of meaning when you know that this is not your only reality, that everything you go through in this world has meaning in a different time and place, in a different time, in a different you know, in the Akhirah and the hereafter with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that our souls transcend, you know, our bodies, our physical bodies, and that whatever injustices we witness, we know in the in the, in the real courtroom, in the, the, the grandest courtroom in front of God, that that injustice is not going to go. These people that died innocently, that's not going to go. That's not that's not going to go without uh, you know, uh, being without addressed, being right. Without yeah. them getting their right, they're just, they're yeah. right, you know, in Our the time. eternal life. So, you know, I, I know for me, like, I can't imagine, you know, making sense of these horrors without Islam, you know, without yeah. having, without knowing that there is justice, that there is, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to let any, even, you know, we know in the Quran, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Like that, you know, that when, you know, we know that from history and probably till, till today that infant girls are being, are, are being killed just for being female. Right. Yeah. And that's happened in history in both in, in all, in, in all cultures. Yeah, exactly. So there's a verse in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and when, you know, basically this infant girl is going to be asked for what crime, right? Did she, did, was she, um, was she killed for, right? Yeah. That even that infant girl who died innocently has her day in court with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's that right. is so powerful. So I'm really happy that you touched upon that, um, Jessica. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. And then me, right? Yeah, then <laughs> no, listen, yeah. I think you ladies, mashallah, you ladies are... It's, 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 a, it's a deep thing. It's mm-hmm. We know that we live in a temporary world and we will get justice upon anything that will be yeah. done upon us. And it will be seen if we want. There's a dua, right? And we say it. Um, if it's done for us, if we repeat that dua now, we will see our justice to be our haq, our rights over it now, and we will have it on, on the day of judgment. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something, like I said, there's there's 
two sides here for a non-believer and a believer, a mu'min and a kafir that would understand this because even there will be justice for the kafir. Allah says in the Quran that even... For an animal. (laughs) For an animal, yeah. That if even if we transgress against someone, we didn't give a rights over a non-Muslim, we will be upon on Yom Al-Qiyamah. Absolutely. Yeah, subhanAllah, it's, it doesn't say, oh, for all mu'mins. No, no it's for yeah. any human, right? And 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 even animals. If you if yeah. you abuse an animal in this world, like we're taught that you can't, you don't go to heaven until Allah brings that goat that you abused yeah. in front of you and like ask, and, and the goat will speak and, goat speak. and say, this person abuse did this to me. Yes. Our, our faith is just so merciful, so beautiful, and you know, and it's so important to be connected to these yeah. truths because it gives meaning that you know nothing is lost in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And yeah, and so Raymond, I'm curious what 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 advice or what what feedback do you have for people who are being inundated, you know, with negative negative news all the time? Um, disconnect, number one. Mm-hmm. Right? Like don't don't spend all of your time consuming this stuff and and we have a lot of trouble with that right like as as people muslims included mm-hmm. that we're just always connected and always consuming i used to listen to a lot of like political news and i find i just don't i can't right like cuz it just it makes you so angry it leaves you feeling so hurt um you know and frustrated about the world and you just need a break from it because that it, that's only a part of the reality of the world. And if you focus too much on it, I was having this conversation with a brother last night in our session, and we were talking about the idea of the Prophet Sallallahu saying that you should journey through life as like a wayfarer, a person who's on a journey. And what I said to him is, if I'm if I'm if I'm passing through town, you know, I like to do a long layover on a trip, you know, mm-hmm. so. The stopover on my way to my destination, I have 12 hours to see the town, to go to the cafe, take pictures. I said, I'm I'm not going to be there during that 12 hours trying to find my long lost ancestors who live in that country. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like filling out a mortgage application. Like I'm not doing any of those things because I'm just passing through. Yeah. And I think that we forget that on some level, as you ladies have been talking about, that this is, and again, alhamdulillah, this is the essence of the purpose of this podcast and the, the, even just naming it, you only live twice, mm-hmm. right? Like we're, we're living this life for the next life and all of our decisions <laughs> need to be in accordance with that. And yeah. so how much you tune in is important because we have an obligation to change the world, but you can't tune in so much that it defeats you and yeah. you forget that there's a lot of beauty in the world and a lot of life to be living. And you're so attached to what's going on. I see a lot of people doing this on Facebook, on Instagram. These people are warriors and they're fighting so much mm-hmm. and they don't do anything outside to change the quality of life of the people in practical terms, either joining an organization, looking for different work, getting on a plane to go yeah. build a well somewhere. They're not doing any of that. We're just fighting with each other on Facebook. Yeah. Right. And so you got to remember to disconnect and then go live life. Are there people around you who are hurting, who are in need of a smile or a hug? Take them out, have ice cream with them, tell them they matter. Enjoy your life in some kind of way. Allah has built the created the world in a way that's so beautiful that, it, that you know, we're talking about these things, 
But when you hear about this, go and do some good. Go and build the relationship. Yeah. You know, you talk about Malcolm X, right? And I'm, I'm going to finish my comment with this, right? Malcolm X lived a very turbulent life, and his life was categorized by transcendence at many different levels. He had to become a better version of himself in so many different pivotal points in his life. And so, of course, he lived a life where he regretted a lot of things. And one of the things that struck me the most, especially with today's topic, the one thing that Malcolm X in his autobiography talked about regretting was the white woman who asked, what can I as a white person do to advance the okay. cause of black people in this country? And he told her nothing. He said, you're white. There's nothing you can do. White people can't do anything for us. And when he made Hajj, this is the beauty of practicing Islam. Don't get so distracted by what's going on in the world that you forget that this is all about Allah. When he made Hajj and he found white people and Asians and Africans, and he found everyone there in a brotherhood eating all together, worshiping Allah all together, and he realized that was my mistake. And wow. he said he wished that he can go back and tell that woman something better. Something and positive. So, mashallah. And so that's what I'm saying to you that if you're listening to this episode, myself included, right? Listen to this episode and hug your children tighter, hug your family tighter, be kinder to people, try to influence somebody's life for the better, influence your life for the better. Do do more good in the world. Yeah. No, I'm I'm I never knew about that story of Malcolm X. Thank you so uh, much for sharing uh, that. It's so powerful yeah. and just shows you shows you what self-development and working on yourself and growing spiritually. And, you know, for our viewers who don't speak Arabic, Hajj is the, the pilgrimage that mm -hmm. Muslims make to Mecca. Um, and we, you know, where we circle the Kaaba and that's where Malcolm X was surrounded with, you know, such diversity of all these right. people, rich, poor, different cultures, different ethnicities, all yeah. worshiping one God. And, you know, and he was in awe of that. And I really, and, and it just makes you think how dismissive, Sometimes we can, it minds us not to be dismissive of people who want to help. That's that right. we also don't go to the opposite extreme yes. and do what, 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 you know, people who hate do to us, right? Like push us to the, make us the other, right? Yep. So it's, it's yep. really amazing. And um, I, I think that that's, this is such a good place to wrap up. And I hope that everyone, you know, um, takes away something positive, you know, from this and, and, and really tries to connect with the reality that exists right in front of them, the present right in front of you, the people that Allah put in your life, the, the potential that he created within all of you, the skills, every one of us have our, have our own skills, have our own strengths. You know, this is the time to really think about what did Allah give me that I can utilize? Did Allah give you money? Use it. If Allah gave you ability to write, use that. If Allah gave you the ability to teach, use that, right? And I'd like to just end with this hadith of the Prophet where he taught us that even if the day of judgment is to befall upon us and you're planting a sapling, yeah, right? Which is like a small plant, right? Yeah. It's a very small that you still plant it anyway. Yep. This is, we are the ummah of positive thinking. Yes. We are the ummah of, you know, even if, what the significance of that is that nothing you do with good intentions will ever, ever lose its value, yeah, even right. if the day of judgment is, is falling upon you. Yeah. So root yourself, do, do even the smallest actions in great intentions, and inshallah, you will see the fruits of that, inshallah.
Inshallah. Thank you, uh, Raymond, and thank you, Jessica, for joining us. Thank you guys for another great episode, and thank you to our viewers. Hope you guys tune in again. Take care. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah.